everybody, and welcome back to another week at the Presto Champagne headquarters, aka Brandy's basement. It's delightful. It's it really is. It's just like I wish that people could see the ambiance down here. It does feel like you're in your parents' basement. I mean, honestly, in the best kind of way. Yeah, like I think that if this was my parents' basement, like when I was growing up, we would have done some like shady shit down here. Oh, girl. Oh, for sure. There's. Like, <laughs> spaces brandy has like this like a what's this thing called it's like it's accordion room divider uh yeah I, uh, what are those called i don't know like it's like um like a it's dressing an, screen or yeah it is it's a screen like it's a met it's a big it's a fucking heavy one is yeah. what it is but um so in the she, olden days it was like a dressing yeah screen. so people could dress behind there or whatever. but it's like a modern yeah one. so brandy has one of those down here and people would be doing weird shit behind there wow yeah wow oh that's not what would be happening if this was your childhood or your not childhood that's a little creepy your teenage years you know what sucks about my teenage years is like my parents were always like the fun cool parents Mm -hmm. and my i think my friends were just friends with me so that they could hang out with brian and tracy and not me Shout (laughs) out! my mom and dad would be like you know down chatting everybody up trying to get the 411 on everybody's biz i get it i get it and so nobody was doing nothing except hanging out with my parents interesting see yeah when i'm the youngest of all my siblings and so when I was 16. My mom started going to college again. And so she would be gone a lot. And we partied a lot at my house. Nice. A lot, a lot. I did that when my parents were out of town because we had a hot tub. And we also had a kegerator in the basement. So I would be like, yo, everybody. Your parents trusted you guys. They, one time, I I don't know if I've told the story. I think I have about the milk jugs with the beer yeah i think so yeah. Yeah. and my my dad was like so confused why the cake was just running out so fast like he was like i do not drink this much what is going on there must be a leak little did he know it was just <laughs> do you think this that's what little he really angel thought? did he think that you guys weren't drinking oh no i mean in all seriousness my brother and sister did not drink in high school brianne drank one time and got an mip like, the one time she drank. That is some bad luck, Brianne. But, like, seriously, my brother did not drink until he turned 21 years old. Wow, look at him. Way I to would, go, Brady. Yeah, he was he was a rule follower. I, on the other hand, was an absolute savage, and nobody nobody would have thought. Um, Here's just a random question that just came to my mind. So your dad's Brian. Mm-hmm. You're, you're um, Brandy. Uh-huh. Wow, well, guys, yeah. had one, one sip of cocktail. I forgot Brandy's name. Yeah. <laughs> you got- hey, hi, Brandy. <laughs> We've been friends for years. Hi. You have a sister and brother with B names. Yeah. Your mom is a T. Yeah, she's T-Dog. So why, when they had you guys, was this like a discussion? Your dad's like, these are going to be B names because I'm the boss around here. No, no. I was actually going to be, I can't remember. My mom will have to correct me. I always get this wrong. Either Hillary or Haley. Okay. And if I was a boy, I was going to be named Bo. And then obviously I came out. And at the last minute, they um, heard Brandy like on a soap opera and decided that Brady and Brandy kind of sounded like Jack and Jill. <laughs> so adorbs. So they switched it at the last minute. Interesting. And yeah. then they just thought they'd keep it going with your sister? Yeah, I think they were like, well, we can't leave her out. And so it was kind of like, an, yeah, yeah. All right. But my. My mom grew up, it was Tammy, Tracy, Troy, so she grew up that way, and then my dad was Brian, Bruce, Bernard, Joyce, and Janice. Interesting. So, yeah, so it was just, you know, a thing, huh? if you will. I just didn't know if your mom like was like, what about me? Like, I want a kid with a T name. 
No, I think she was like, oh, you want these little shits? You can have them. <laughs> They're yours. Oh, anyway, that got really off topic. <laughs> Brittany, what have you been up to this week? Well, let me tell you. I can't that. wait. So, um, Rona got my mama. Oh, Tracy's down. And Tracy is down for the count right now. I, w- I want to let you guys know, I came in here earlier and Brandy was on the phone with her mom and I specifically heard her mom tell Brandy, do not shout me out on this podcast. So she Tracy, did. I'm sorry, this was not my idea. I don't listen, mom. You know that. <laughs> you've, known that you've known that for, what, 33 years, lady. <sighs> I don't listen. So yeah, she works in a medical clinic and had an exposure there. Um, didn't obviously like... You know, it wasn't, like, a direct contact yeah. necessarily. Um, and ended up kind of showing some symptoms this past weekend. And then we – my mom has really bad asthma, so she does have an underlying condition. So mm-hmm. we urged her to go get tested. She got a rapid test on Monday, and it did come back positive. So she um, she has been pretty sick Monday afternoon, I think she, like, had really bad body aches. I mean, she said, like, her toes even were, like, achy. Her ears were achy. That's weird. Um, Yeah, super congested, but, like, can't, like, blow anything out of your nose. Like, you have no drainage, which is really weird. Um, A really bad cough, which my mom already had a cough just because of her asthma. So this was, you know, especially bad for her, and her oxygen levels were a little bit low. Um, and then yesterday, kind of same things were she didn't really get out of bed much. It was, you know, very uncomfortable. Today, she feels like a little bit of improvement and has seen some like mild flu like Mm -hmm. symptoms, but she hopes that she's like on the uptick of this and and gonna get better. Um, obviously, my dad's quarantined as well because they live together, he lives with her. So weird. <laughs> so weird. So he has to quarantine. My mom actually only had to quarantine. The rules are so freaking weird. Like, I don't think anybody knows what the hell they're doing. But my mom has to quarantine for 10 days after her positive test. And my dad has to quarantine for 14 days after my mom's positive test. How does that make any that sense? That makes no goddamn sense whatsoever. None. So your mom's going to be out, like, living her best life for those yeah. four days? Yeah. My dad, like, on the first night I called and I said good evening inmates and so I've been teasing them that they're in jail and my dad's kind of going crazy but I think he's also been enjoying it because he's been like crazy busy at work and stuff and so it's I think it's been good for him to slow down a little bit yeah um which I'm glad I mean obviously he's still working from home but um yeah you know I think just working from his hot tub now pretty much (laughs) um he did tell me that he's I'm turning off my alarms I can wear my sweats all day and I'm going to have coffee on the deck. Like, it was like he was at a five-star, like, all-inclusive resort. Ryan, that's my like... morning every day. I don't set an <laughs> alarm anymore. I have coffee. My first thing, I have a co- I have coffee for an hour every morning because, you know, I don't... Holy shit. I, I don't have to get ready anymore. Like, that hour where I used to do my hair and makeup right? and get dressed right. is now my coffee hour. Oh, he just... He's going to think you're a lady of leisure oh, because... Oh, I really am. He, like, it made his day the other day to have coffee on the deck. Like, he was God, like, it was great. I should FaceTime your dad and be like, hey, coffee, coffee time. Yeah, he, he would love it. He'd be like, what's up? Just hanging out. We just... You know, gossip like two old heads. Oh, he'd love it. He is a lady who lunches now. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, so um, that's kind of a bummer. I have not been around my parents since even prior to um, their exposure. So I 
You're good. I'm good, apparently. Obviously, I've still been in a in courtrooms and everything else. Yeah. Um, my office doors are locked, but I, I did go get tested um, yesterday just because I'm allegedly getting on an airplane on Friday. And so I tested yesterday with the hopes that I'll have results by Friday morning. And I'm also going to get like a rapid, um, not an antibody test, but an antigen test mm-hmm. again Friday morning, just because I'm like, want to be overly cautious. Yeah. I don't want to and you need that for your trip. Yeah, so it's actually required for the state of Massachusetts. You have to have a negative COVID test um, within 72 hours of arrival. And you have to, like, you have to attest that you're negative and all of this stuff. So mm-hmm. um, it's a $500 fine if you don't comply per day. So, um, you know, it's already a pretty expensive trip. So yeah. not looking to add to that. God, I would, that's what Brady and I talked about this a little bit before we got on the podcast. I'm like, what are you going to do if you test comes back positive i mean i'm gonna cry but thank god like there's a pandemic to be honest like yeah. all jokes aside because all everybody with traveling is like ha- so accommodating with yeah. cancellations and everything so i'm not necessarily worried about like a you know yeah. financial loss by any means yeah. in terms of like lost money on reservations but i will just be absolutely depressed because i feel like i've like you know worked on weekends and like looked forward to this for so long and like we've done so much planning that i will literally have a nervous breakdown probably <laughs> so yeah can we get that on video so we can share it with the world yeah i mean i'll just be here in the basement getting drunk for two weeks while i quarantine <laughs> as it may i'll join you but i was like oh you're in quarantine which totally sucks because what's gonna happen is i i'm gonna quarantine at my office and amanda will have to be out like she'll get quarantined at her house because yeah. i'll be like sorry i need like, to work yeah i need to be here so it, yeah. it'll it would be a nightmare well but anyways that's um that's kind of been my week i was a little stressed out and I think there's, like, definitely two sides of this COVID coin. One of them is, like, a paranoia, which I'm at that point. Like, every time I, like, have a little cough from allergies or a sniffle, I just told Danny I keep checking my, um, this is so gross, my Kleenexes every time I blow my nose because I'm just, like, well, if it's clear, like, obviously there's no infection in my body, but if it's a different color. That there, if someone comes up to me and says that they do not check their Kleenexes, they're a fucking liar. Oh, everybody looks, don't you? They're you're a liar. If yeah, you, you just blow your nose all cute like and then throw it in the trash, you're a liar. Yo, it is just responsible <laughs> to check it out. Like that is your health. That is you're just thrown in the trash. You don't. You, wanna, don't, you don't even know. You don't have blood gushing out your brain. Like look in the Kleenex check it out see what's going on like no one's saying like you have to do like a five minute inspection but you just don't be digging around in it it look and toss it (laughs) don't touch it just look and toss (laughs) don't touch disgusting but yeah i do i have been looking because i'm on the paranoia and then there's like a full denial like oh i don't have to wear a mask i don't need to wash my hands i don't i can you know yeah Go to a wedding, go to a sporting this why are we having sporting events right now? We are having a major outbreak. Why are we going and sitting in gyms without face masks? I don't get it. I don't get it either. And like um someone was telling me that like now for the sporting events, like you can only have like two guests. Like so if you're a player, you can only have like, we just two guests. Did, we don't need to be playing, throwing a ball that we're all touching. Yeah. I mean no. You know, I'm just... We will survive without the sports. But what's going to happen to all those high school kids that are going to be college athletes? <laughs> yeah, be, the whole fucking two of them that that happens to around here? Because we here? live in a very small community, okay? Like, you don't Jesus get a lot of college Christ. athletes coming out of here. 
maybe sorry to the ones that actually maybe it's time we focus on our education for a little bit weird that's wild why would you want to do that Anyways, so I'll get off that bitch Rona for a bit, but, um... It's been a while since we really talked about her. I did get my booty hole waxed again <laughs> this past weekend, and I have to tell you, the the first time we did it... Yep. First and only time prior to this that we did it was in And my, by we, she means her. We did not, like, do this... Well, I was there, but she was there. Like we, she like, was there. She was there. Yeah, no, we weren't touching each other, but Danny was in the room. I just... I was in the room. Didn't give a shit. Um, she did it in her cousin Bob's bed. yeah. <laughs> Which, I'll be honest, after going to this place, I was like, I would much rather do it in... Bob's room? Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, weird. It was like, they had Jackass playing on a flat screen. I'm sorry? And I was like, and they Where were... Where did were, you go? To, like, like, the a, highest... The strip mall? <laughs> no, it was, like, the highest rated waxing place in Omaha. And they were playing jackass on the TV. And I was like, okay. And it was like a, it was not like a massage table, which, or like an esthetician's table, which is what I was expecting. It was more like a tattoo parlor chair. And then she. I'm sorry? Yes. You were sitting in a chair? How is that? How are you supposed to? I mean, it like laid back, but I was like, what in God's name is this shit? Like, what am I supposed to do with this? And there was a little step stool. So she was like, well, I'm going to let you get in dress. So no, like, robe, nothing to put on. So I was just, like, laying with my booty hanging out. Like, I just undressed the bottom half because I was like, well, obviously I'm not getting anything waxed on the upper. And that would be so weird (laughs) if she walked back in. I was just laying there like, hey. Obviously, not the weirdest thing she would have seen on that table, according to your cousin Katie. No, definitely not, but also weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was it was just kind of a wild experience. Like it didn't, I didn't love it. Yeah. I thought so did you Katie, get the whole thing waxed or just the booty? Just the. I got my ho- my whole booty yeah. waxed from side to side, everything in between. So. Okay. And the hoo ha or just like the. No, I just I can't bring it to myself to let it grow that long. Yeah. 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 Well, you could run out of razors like I am right now, and then, you know. Just Do you need, I have a whole box. I, and they should have came in from Amazon today. Okay, I was yeah. like, if you need to grab one, girl, I got you. <laughs> She's I like, got I got you. an extra in the, in the shower if you want to take that. I've only used it a couple of times, it's fine. <laughs> Joking. I have a box of brand new ones, okay. Uh, but thanks for the offer, that's very kind of you. Yes, yes. Honestly. Um, last thing I was going to tell everybody, it's just like a show recommendation if we do get fucking locked down and you yeah. guys need something to watch. I have loved this series for, like, the past couple of years, but it's um, Travels with My Father, and it's Jack Whitehall. He's a British comedian, Mm -hmm. and it's the fourth season, and he literally travels with his British father, and, like, it's British humor. It's just so funny. I love it. It is one of my favorite shows on Netflix. So I seen this in the notes, and I literally thought you were going to tell us, like, a Brian travel story. Oh, no. Like, it said, Travels with My Father Season 4, and I was just like, oh, I wonder what, I mean, like, I don't remember Season 2 <laughs> and 3, but, like, tell us more, Brandy. No, but also, when, when I take old B-Rye and T-Dog to Europe next year after COVID is over, it's gonna, it's gonna be a Netflix series. Can I series. come, too? Because I want to just record you guys. Oh, yeah. You should come. That'd be fun. I, I definitely. I'll be there. That was my invite, but you all heard yeah. that I'm coming. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> that's, that's been my week. I've never seen it. I'll have to check it out. Not travels with Brian, but travels with my father. Right, right, right. Got it's, it. I mean, both are good. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your week. Um, okay, so I'm just a hot mess, per <laughs> usual. I feel like you've had a week. Um, so, okay, 
harvest is here for all you all the farmland people and the <laughs> only reason i'm saying this is because we never ever 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 have junk food in our house because i will eat it i have no self-control and i just cannot have it in my house but for harvest and planting times i will buy michael things that he can just grab and go or you know if i have to bring meals to everybody else i'll i'll buy the stuff well there, i've been eating the stuff so i got like cookies and chips and all this stuff. And now I'm on an emotional roller coaster because I firmly believe that what you eat affects your mental health and all the processed foods and the sugars are making me a fucking psycho. I do. I admittedly, I don't like to believe this, but I do just because when I was eating, I'm using quotations clean, Mm -hmm. like really strict at first. I've loosened up a little bit, but I do like feel a difference in like how I feel feel like you have better mental clarity you are you're happier like you are you just I mean like I almost feel like it's not like you're happy all the time but like no. you just like have like you're not I feel like your mood swings are just not as like roller coastery like up even and down just and like and exercising down. and eating good it's like I'm doing something good for myself yeah Yay. oh and I haven't I haven't exercised in like a hot minute I don't know what happened like I just got like busy one week I and think then... I think it's like once I'm a routine person mm-hmm. like I have to have the same routine and I think you're kind of the same yeah. way so like if one day knocks you off i mean maybe that's not it for you but if i get off one day then it just unravels yeah so that's where i'm at right now i've been eating all the shit not walking my dog and oh my god i feel so bad i'm so mean to my dog this morning it honestly gives me so much anxiety all day long i'd walk outside and be like hank i'm so sorry he's like god you're such a she and you know it's like so i hit him on the the nose with my gloves this morning because he was like just pissing me off and now what would he do that could make you so mad. I was in a bad mood because I'm on my emotional food roller coaster. Aggressive. And he kept jumping up and down thinking we would go for a walk. And he jumps right in front of you. So you keep tripping over him. Oh. And he's a fat ass dog. It's he's, not like he's, he, he's, he's large. He's a really big dog. I mean, <laughs> bless his little heart. He's just got a chubby little. He's fat, guys. Yeah, he's fat. I, the first time I saw him. <laughs> I will never forget. Michael, like, met me at, like, my car and the first thing, I was in such shock at how huge this dog was. It was so fat. And I go, oh, my God. I like, And I didn't even know how to be like, that's that's the fattest dog I've ever seen. I literally <laughs> said that because I was, you know, it was like, I didn't, it was, I mean, it's a cute dog, but it's not like, oh, my God, that's the cutest puppy. Like, I was just like, oh, my God, that's the fattest dog I've ever seen. <laughs> I literally had to have a conversation with my in-laws a couple years ago that because they would all come because you know we live on the main farm operation feed so they bacon. all come and they would feed them their leftovers. <gasps> there was one day I see Michael's mom because, like there. he his belly is dragging on the I ground. Know. I had to be like you guys stop feeding the dog. We He's cannot- got fucking rug burns on his <laughs> belly. <laughs> so and my poor dog and Michael even looked at me. Michael knew I was stressed out. Michael looked at me. And he just said, "Honey." <laughs> And then, be, and then he was like, come here, Hank. She's sorry. <laughs> and I am. Now I'm like, now I'm like, now I'm, now I'm beating my dog because I, was, I ate too many Twinkies the mom is going to beat beat her kids because she had too many Twinkies. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God. So anyway, I got to, I've got to start eating better because honestly, I need to, I need to drink some fucking water. I need to like. You just need to have some more vodka in the morning. I mean, coffee. like I need to eat like a fucking vegetable. <laughs> So, um, so anyway, that's what's going on with me. I, so Shit. nothing like spectacular has happened this week. I've just been busy with work and trying not to like, I don't know, slip my wrist. Because I did. <laughs> um, I just want to shout out your sister's website okay. because I love that you did that for her website. Mm-hmm. I love that you can go and order flowers online. Yeah. So I was telling this story earlier. Um, 
to someone else. So, I mean, I don't know why I just added that in there, but you're welcome for that tidbit. Like, um, I, when I saw it, I did sorority snaps. I was oh, like, yes. <laughs> so, my sister, um, she moved her website over to Shopify when she transitioned her business into Petal and STEM. And I told her she needed to use Shopify because that integrates her in-store inventory and it makes it online. And so when she sells something in-store, it takes it off the inventory online. Oh, that's really nice. It's just this whole all integration. I've owned a business and had a website and I just know how stressful it is to be like, oh, I just told that I need to go take it off off the website. You don't have time for that. Right. So anyway, the first graphic or the first web designer that she hired ghosted her. Oh my God. Michelle put it down payment. And so she, I mean, put it down payment and then the lady did half the work so she got her down payments worth and then just stopped communicating with my sister and I was like and like I was even emailing her like ma'am hello and like she was honestly I'm I'm it was we neither one of us were really that upset about it because it's just like she's not really doing what we were asking her to do right and so I would do I would help Michelle with her website off and on from that time but like you know I'm busy so right. then when COVID hit and I took on Michelle's social media and website as a part-time job um, now I've been like actively doing it. So anyway, this week I finally figured out how so people can order. So people have been able to order bouquets of flowers online, but you couldn't leave a card message. You couldn't tell us where you wanted it sent to. You couldn't tell us like what day you wanted it delivered on. Like mm-hmm. there was all these things that we just had not figured out how to get in there. And, um, anyway, I accidentally figured it out this week. Oh, I love, like, I loved how detailed it was. It like, I I don't like to, this is going to sound really whatever of me, but I don't give a shit. When it comes to like doing stuff like that, mm-hmm. I want to be able to do it as I'm like doing something yeah. else, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I want to streamline the process. Yeah, you don't want to, I mean, no offense to Michelle, but you don't want to call and talk to her. Because then you got to make a little small, it's like, hey, Michelle, how's it going? This is Brandy. Like, yeah, it's just, and love Michelle. Love yeah. to call and chat with her, but like usually, I mean, if it takes a call and it's something work-related, I'm probably going to make, you know, my office administrator (laughs) take care of it. And, you know, it's just she's trying to answer the phone. And then it's like, this is just easier. I can do a lot of this kind of shit myself. So since we put that out to the universe that people can order online, she's had had daily orders online. Oh, my God. So, I mean, I'm really happy for her. And it's just been really exciting. And I really do enjoy doing that kind of stuff. Um, It doesn't necessarily come naturally to me, but it's something, like, I can figure out with, like, YouTube and Google. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's been nice to see that transition with her website and... You know, trying I to think get that that's all figured out. Super exciting. I love well, thanks. that. Um, so the only other thing that I have to say about like my weekly update is I'm on the hunt for a pair of fall boots. I feel like every year I just get like a, I add to the collection. Right, yeah. And I find these super cute boots from Tom's. I really like Tom's because they're very comfortable. I don't really I don't ever wear their flat shoes, like they're like right. classic styles. I just that's not my style. But I do like their other styles. Um but I have a gripe with people Tell me that make boots especially when they're over a certain price point okay so in case you you all are new here I used to own a boot store so I mean like I know what goes into making a good quality boot I'm very picky when it comes to my shoes because number one I have high arches and number two I like my feet and they're going to carry me through my life so I want to take care of them Mm -hmm. um so I'm not buying like cheap shoes so tell me why I'm spending potentially 150 or more dollars on a pair of fall boots that lace up and you're still putting a fucking side zipper on them so they look like trashy $20 boots. I'm I am with you. Why? I I, don't I know how like... to tie laces. I learned that at like what? 6. It's got to have one or the other. If it's got laces, I don't need a zip and if it's 
Got a it, zip. I don't need laces. Yes. Why? Yeah. Why are you doing this? There's Tom's has a super cute pair of I boots. Know. I think they're around the hundred fifty or hundred seventy five dollar range. I honestly can't remember. It was at least one hundred fifty dollars. Look, if I'm spending one hundred fifty dollars, take out the zipper. Do we? I mean, is right. it? I can't imagine that adding the zipper makes the boot cheaper. I would think not. So I'm torn. I mean, like I really like these, but I'm I'm not gonna get them because I'm I'm thirty almost thirty two years old. I know how to tie my laces. I don't need a zipper. Also. Right. It's pissing me off. That is annoying. So anyway, that's my gripe. If anybody can explain that to me, why they're doing that, just Sometimes let me know. Sometimes I wonder if it's, like, ankle issues. Like, some people have, like, I mean, I got some thick but thighs so, and but thick But there's ankles. laces. I mean, like, I would understand that if, like, the know. tongue was attached to the I, shoe. I think it's easier to, like, get maneuver your, like, foot and yeah. ankle in. Well, these are, sh- they're not, like, tall boots. They're short. Oh, that is weird. Yeah. Like, so that's not like they're, like, knee highs. So, I'm honestly, I'm just really annoyed. So, if anybody's got a good pair of um, boots they want to send me a link to, I'm looking for a pair. These were green. I thought they were adorable. Oh, that's cute. Like the cute, like, olive yeah. green. Yeah. So. Which I kind of feel like it's a great neutral. Definitely can wear with browns, yeah. tans, blacks, whatever. I know. I'm all about the, you know, versatility. I'm into it. Anyway, so what are we drinking this week? Well, I already started drinking it. Sorry. Mm. Um, honestly, I'm almost done. <laughs> we, well, lot. we have a whole pitcher. So, this week is... <laughs> Here's the thing. I thought that I had this recipe down. Turns out I I messed it up. So this is I kind of went out and made this myself. Like this is a this, this is, is a, a press special? for champagne original production here. Oh hey. Um. So it I doubled this recipe just so everybody. Well, that's not true. God. No, it's not. Are we true. partying it outside or what? I did not double it. So this <laughs> is a cranberry mos apple cranberry Moscow mule. And it um, has four ounces of vodka, which I actually did eight ounces of vodka. And I did a um, salted caramel uh, Smirnoff vodka. Oh, hey. So I wonder if that's kind of where the taste is maybe coming from. I'm not sure what you think. But anyways. And then I did half a cup of cranberry juice. I did um, one full cup of apple juice, two ginger beers, um, sliced apples and some cinnamon sticks, mm-hmm. and then I did a whole bottle of prosecco in it. Um, so it's you're very... supposed to have ice in it, and but Brandy doesn't eat the ice out of her her freezer. You guys, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I've never ate, liked ice fridge. Never, ever, ever. I think it's fridge weird. ice. Yeah, even in the containers, I really don't like. I only like um, crush like the yep the little tiny ices. Okay. Um, or bagged store-bought ice. Interesting. The best bag of ice. Or an ice machine. The best bag of ice I've ever purchased in my entire life was from Whole Foods. Really? It was just, like, crystal fucking clear. Honestly, I think they went to, like, the glaciers. They went to Iceland and brought it back. It was probably dead. delicious. It was all organic. I have no problem eating ice. And to be honest, um, you shouldn't eat the ice at my house because my husband will come in with his dirty ass hands and stick it in the ice thing and then put it in his cup and leave. So never take ice from my oh, house. Oh, wow. Good to know. Yeah. Next time you offer me ice, I'm going to be like. Oh, Brittany doesn't no. come to my house because I have cats. I have to no, come I to come, her. No, I come in the house because you can shut yeah, the cats Yeah, shut the doors. Out. But yeah, outside we... is honestly like a haunted house to me. It's fucking terrifying. <laughs> it's like a fucking war zone. It is. It, you've seen me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I got a cat. It's Did you true. watch that video I put on my Instagram today of all those cats? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was me trying to pop my mums last night. They were just everywhere. They wouldn't leave me alone. It's there. It's scary. I just love. I love it so much. So, anyways, this is this is our drink for this. It's week. It's delicious. Honestly, it's not. 
it, I like I, it. I think I might have needed to add some more cranberry eh. because I do feel like it's maybe it's the apple that's like overpowering a bit. Honestly, I like it. I don't know. <laughs> I think it, it, you can it's, taste it the is, ginger beer. I re, I could not I could not find fresh cranberries anywhere for this because you are supposed to garnish with the apple and cranberries. And cranberries. But we um, did apple and cinnamon sticks. But it's not like super boozy or anything. So it's I think it's no, kind of unless nice. it's like a sneak attack. And I'm like, because it's got ginger beer, vodka, and Prosecco. Yeah, but ginger beer is like N.A. Is it? Yeah, you can be a minor and buy it. There's not enough alcohol in it to... Oh, I didn't know that. I thought Mm -hmm. it was beer. Uh Uh-uh. Nope. Interesting. We we don't have this on the thing, and we haven't not talked about this, but did you hear about Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard and their kids drinking Bush N.A. or O'Doul's or whatever? What? Oh, yeah. This was like a news story where what? they will let their kids drink O'Doul's. What? And Dak Shepard is a, he's, um, he's NAA. A, yeah. He's, so he's sober. Sorry. Is that Sorry. what is what I'm trying to say? I don't know why that took me so, yeah, it's Brittany eating a fucking apple. Sorry. Um, but she came out saying that, you know, oh, it's just, it's just like a apple, or it's just not an apple, I because it has alcohol. It's just like a, what are the, LaCroix. Drinking an O'Doul's is just like drinking a LaCroix. No, it's not. So their kids are drinking... And, uh, yeah, they got a lot of flack for that. Like, a lot of flack. So... What? Yeah. We'll have to really dive into that topic some other time when we can both read the... I didn't. I, I just heard about it on the radio, so I didn't, like, dive... But... Like, what's the point? What's their nutritional value? <laughs> okay, there's no nutritional value. And I think that what they... What Kristen Bell had said, I'm trying to remember this, is... um. You know, these are her words. Daddy's an alcoholic, and we wanted to inter- we wanted to make sure that they knew there was no stigma around beer just because daddy can't drink beer. So, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know. I mean, don't you think they're a little young to grasp that concept? Well, I mean, I the- usually agree with their parenting and their shit. Like, I think they're great, but that's a little... Yeah, I don't, I don't have any thoughts on them in particular. I, I don't care either way, but that was a little weird to me. That was bizarre, yeah. That's super bizarre. And, like, I do think that in America, people are more rigid with their booze than if you were going to Europe, because I have a, I have a friend... Um, these are my mom's friends, but I like to say they're my friends too. And he is married to a woman from Italy. She's Italian. She, when she moved to America, when they got married, um, 10 years ago, she didn't speak English. And so I, when I met them a few years ago, we were eating dinner and, and my husband was there cause I wanted to, you know, Mark, I wanted Michael to hear this. I said, and they have a daughter. And I said, at what age did you start letting your daughter drink wine at the dinner table? And they said 12. She said, because in, in Europe, in Italy, you introduce these things to your kids at a young age. It's not taboo. You have They can have, like, a couple sips of wine at dinner. It's a, it's, um... And their wine glasses are, like... Oh, yeah. And them should be watered not, down. Like it's, yeah, they're not... It's I not mean, like there's, like, it's not like a Olivia Pope goblet of wine, you know? Well, that, and it's also, you know, it might be strong because it could be homemade wine, but they're not, yeah... Well, it's just, there's a stigma in America that there's not in the European countries about drinking. Yeah. But I think that Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell's kids are pretty fucking young. Like, I don't like, think. Like, I think they're under the age of, like. Ten. I think they're under the age of eight. Yeah. So, it's, anyway. It's, it's, a, it's a bit young for Everybody my. do your research on that, because I didn't. Yeah. Okay. Let's go into Nellie and Carol Baskin's Dancing with the Stars update, because, honestly, I'm living. I'm living for, I hope, I hope neither one of them get kicked off. And they make it to the finals. I honestly, th- after this week, I was like, Nelly, what was that shit? Okay, Nelly. That was uncomfortable. Nelly hates his life. And Nelly, this is my theory. Because if you watch Nelly's dance this week, he danced the cha-cha. And I and I didn't catch the song, to be honest. We just watched it, and I don't remember what song he danced. I already, danced yeah, it. I forgot what song. Um, so Nelly danced the cha-cha, and 
fucking hates his life. You can see it in his face. He hates everything about Dance with the Stars, which leads me to believe Nelly's hard up for cash. Yeah, I like I told Danny, I was like, he is... He couldn't even bag a five in Omaha. And he <laughs> needs. You're you're definitely an eight at least. Am I? Thank you. Yeah, I welcome. mean, I was gonna rate myself a five. Oh, that's me. way too. My low. dad always told me I was average, so <laughs> five it is. No, definitely an eight. <laughs> Especially after that 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 beautiful nose job. Oh, thank you, thank you. But seriously, it was like it. He like looked like he was pained. It was so to be painful, there. Pained. and I just want to be like Nelly. Like you, you signed you can up say, for you this, can, Nelly. You can say no. <laughs> you can say no. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Like, you don't oh, want to. he just looks so fucking miserable. <laughs> and I'm just dead about it. Like, he so, just, he does look miserable. So, so Nelly, I'm sorry that you're going through some cash woes or whatever it is that makes you have to do Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. And it makes you want to hate your life. But it was painful to watch. Like, I honestly just cannot believe that people watch that SHIT on a weekly basis. I just basis. dropped fucking brand new spelling shit. Yeah, where'd that come from? Yeah, so then the next up is obviously Carol Baskin. And that was also painful. And my question is this. I don't know what the dance was that she did, but is she going to every She did week? the pussycat, pussycat. Well, that was whoa, the song. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So is she... I think it was a waltz. Okay. It was a waltz. So Terrible. every week, is her song going to have something to do with a cat? I think so. And it's it's just like, it's not even cute anymore. It's just... I, I understood it the first week coming out the gate um, that they were going to do a cat. You know, I get that. Um, but we didn't even check who got voted off this week. Was it one of them? No. Carol was on the chopping block. Well, shocker, because she sucks. Sorry, Carol. But it, she looks so miserable. She looks so tense. Like, she can't relax. I but, think that mm-hmm. it's stiff. It's just... Yeah, but I did really love that like tiara crown, like Little Mermaid thing that she was wearing in her hair. That that was um that was a look. Honestly, ain't mad at it. No, I I wasn't. I, I, think I could if, do my wedding over again. I would have asked Carol to borrow that headpiece. Honestly, why would I still might call her up and ask her to borrow it if any sorry <laughs> son of a bitch ever wants to wifey this shit up. Well, you guys, that's your <laughs> Dance with the Stars update, and I cannot wait to see what they bring us next week. Oh, next week. Well, we'll talk about that next episode. Yeah, but. we will. We will. Okay. Okay, you guys, we have a very, very special topic this week that we snuck into our agenda, which is we're remembering the life of Ruth Bader Ginsburg because as women, and especially Brandy, as a lawyer, Ruth Bader Ginsburg has been a pioneer in our lives. So we wanted to take the time to do an episode specifically on her. And Brandy, I want to know... How you found out and what your thoughts are when you heard that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Yeah, and I I mean, I think that lawyer, non-lawyer, man, woman, regardless, like, I don't know that people, I think a lot of people recognize the work she did, but I don't know that anybody who's not taken the time to, like, learn about RBG um, and what she's done, like, truly understands the impact that she made in her lifetime. Um, for for gender equality, frankly, but um, it really propelled women and, and what we could do. But um, so it was obviously last Friday when she passed away. And I, I did find out like within just a couple of minutes of it being announced. And um, yeah, I just I saw the article come up on CNN. And I mean, I've been, I've been wondering because I don't know if anybody know, but she took She's been sick for yeah. a while, and she's gone um, off the bench f- a couple of times since she's been diagnosed with 
pancreatic cancer, but she had left, like, it's been since COVID. Mm -hmm. And so I've been, like, I literally have been wondering, like, I wonder how she's doing. She's been trying to call her and RBD is Yeah, I've been texting her. her. She was not texting. No, I'm joking. (laughs) But I, I was curious because, like, you hadn't seen any, like, news stories about it. And previously when she had gone off the bench, um, you know, while she was getting surgeries or whatever, there were constantly updates. Like, she's doing well. Like, she's coming back. And this time, there was none of that. Yeah. Um, it was still, like, devastating. Like, I I feel like I might cry this episode. So, sorry in advance. But, like, I've just been super emotional about it. Um, I just think there, like, our political climate right now with the election coming up and things could really change one way or another drastically in our country and especially now with a vacancy on the supreme court she um i guess i don't want to make this political but i don't care i'm liberal i'm not a republican by any means um so i align more with views of the democratic party that doesn't mean i believe in absolutely everything or every single person but i think at the end of the day, regardless of what we're told, we are a two-party system in yeah. our nation. And if if you want to if you want to play, you kind of have to pick one of two sides, quite frankly. And a lot of people will probably disagree with me, and I'll get a lot of flack for that. But I've studied political science, and I mean, I've seen it. But anyways, um, it really scares me that there's a vacancy and a vacancy for somebody who is more um liberal minded on the supreme court right now so it's um it's devastating it's a devastating loss for um for everybody both politically um for legal reasons i mean Mm -hmm. just it's it's just really awful so it's super sad i do want to say that i did pick this topic so that brandy would cry on the podcast oh i thought that would be fun (laughs) Um, I probably won't now. Thanks. <laughs> well, um, but I do agree with Brandy because obviously if you are of the age we are, you were all around for the Brett Kavanaugh um, while he was being vetted for a Supreme Court justice and that was painful. And if we had get another Brett Kavanaugh, and I don't know, and I say I say this mainly on the things that I heard um, during his vetting, but if we get another thing like that with his, I mean, he was accused of sexual assault and all those things. Like, I just can't handle it. I can't handle all the sexual assault that's going on in the world right now. You guys, men, keep your dick in your pants, okay? <laughs> but anyway, back to RBG. Um, I found out I was, it was Saturday, Saturday night? Yeah, it was, sa- no, it was Friday it night. It happened Friday night. Friday. Yeah. So it was Friday night. I was sitting at home and I seen it on Instagram, which I seen it on um, social media. So I turned on the news and I just sat and watched all the news coverage all night long. I mean, for hours and hours, yeah. I just sat in front of the TV and watched it because I was just like, can't believe this happened. I was going to text you, and I think that you, I'd seen that you posted something, so mm-hmm. I just like liked it or whatever. Um, because I know from just not, we, Brandy and I have actually really never had a conversation about RBG, but Brandy has uh, par, RBG paraphernalia laying paraphernalia. around. Yeah. It's like drug paraphernalia, <laughs> but. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. I sat and watched all night long, and then my husband came in from Harvest, so he was in late, and he sat down, and I said, did you hear RBG die? He's like, yeah, I did. And then, like, he sits down, he's like, can I change the channel? And I was like, absolutely not. I was like, I beg your pardon. And I had to have, like, a little, like, Michael, this is a major event. Like, something, this, like, I'm like, I know that you're a white 
man in America. Right. And, like... You're a little privileged. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I'm, like, I love you so much. And, like, I, you know, but, like, this is, this is, like, history. Like, mm-hmm. RBG dying is, like, such a big deal for women. And, like you said, for men, too. But, I mean, right. like... But we, as women, would not be who we are or where we are if it wasn't for RBG laying the fucking bricks. Quite literally brick by brick paved and the road for us so we're i'm gonna we have this whole outline i'm gonna skip around just a second because when rbg finally did become a lawyer finally got a job and was able to like do things and we'll go back a little bit but when she was finally able to do things she tried these cases with the aclu she was on the aclu's board um for the women women's right project she, she, like, founded that project and then was, like, their general counsel yes. for that project. But yeah. she didn't only try for women's rights. She tried for equal rights between men and women. So there was, like, a very famous case of the Stephen Weissenfeld case where his wife died in childbirth. And he wanted to get her social security because he was the caregivers to their children. But at that time, it was not common for men to stay home and take care of the children because that was a woman's job so what if, if the things were reversed and like a man died the woman would get his social security no questions asked so that they could stay home and take care of their children well this guy was like i don't have anybody else to care for these children i am their caregiver but i am should be entitled to my women my wife's social security because she his wife had been working and ruth bader ginsburg tried this case and won and so that men could stay home with their children so pretty much her early on in her career, she laid all these bricks for men's rights of men having the rights of women. And so when it finally came to her, like to for big action cases where women's rights were being tried, she had all these cases behind her that she'd won where men had, you know, won the right to, you know, like Stephen Weissenfeld, where he'd won the right to stay home with his children, which helped lay the foundation for her arguments for women moving forward so when she actually took on the project what she did was like she strategically picked male plaintiffs for the reason that she was appealing to a male supreme court nine men and so when she took those cases essentially she was doing reverse gender role stereotypes and so when she was advocating for her male plaintiff in essence she was backdooring the supreme court way like laying the foundation for gender equality yep and so she i mean she was just brilliant in her oral advocacy she was excellent in front of answering questions she was witty she was quick on her feet um if you guys have ever watched um like supreme court or oral arguments it's one of the scariest things to watch like to have to know case law you know statute every like the constitution which is what she was arguing um about but for for her to think so quickly on her feet it's time do you it's not like you can just (laughs) excuse me while i reference the (laughs) constitution she had to know her shit but she thought that through so well because mm-hmm. essentially it was what's good for the goose is what's good for the gander. And mm-hmm. um, we'll go back and talk about her background a little bit 
in more detail, but she had gone to Sweden for one of her yep. jobs, and she, and obviously European, and especially in Sweden, they have um, far more gender equality even mm-hmm. than we do in the the United States today. But back then, it far surpassed what what we had back then. Yes. Um, and so that's really kind of what triggered her thought process or inspired her, among some other things that had happened to her prior to that point. But um, again, she really used strategic words. Like instead of using the word sex when referring to a gender, she referred to gender because it was like less distracting to the male Supreme Court justices. And things like that are just you can't teach those things that just takes a special creative brilliant mind and she just deserves all the credit in the world for thinking outside the box yes and being so passionate about it and I think the thing that I love so much about her is like she's such a a huge personality and a huge like brilliant mind in this tiny body I know she's five foot one she she's not out yelling on you know steps of a courthouse she's not getting violent she's literally using her wits and her brains and and advocating in a way that uh, admittedly a lot of people just frankly cannot do I mean we're just not capable of doing that but um I, I just can't like express how incredible her work has been. It has been. And I want to touch back on the Sweden thing just a little bit because I did put a quote in here that I thought was really interesting. Um, When she traveled to Sweden, this is a quote, she discovered a more egalitarian society. She also came across a magazine article in which a Swedish feminist said that men and women had one main role, which was being people. That sentiment would become her organizing principle. And that was truly what it was. I mean, like, she never thought that, like, men should get less because women want more. Right. It was just that she wanted men and women to be equal in everything. And I think, I mean, frankly, if you look up the word feminism or feminist, that is the epitome of what feminism is. Mm -hmm. We're never asking for more. We just want equality with a man. We want want the same. The same. I don't want to be treated better because mm-hmm. I'm a female, but I sure as shit don't want to be treated less or differently because I am a woman. And I think the older we get, the more we're exposed to certain circumstances, whether it be professionally, personally, etc., mm-hmm. that we realize that we are not equal. We are, we are not, we do not have gender equality in this nation. We are still discriminated against. I don't know how many times people call my office and assume that I'm the secretary because the lawyer must have a penis. Yeah. Like, I'm... (laughs) I will get... I mean, honestly, the same. I'll get emails and they'll be like, you know, excuse me, sir. And I was like, well, I'm a woman and now you just piss me off. You also have an eye on your name. (laughs) Honestly, it ticks me off. But... And so, I yes, I agree. Um, Well, going back just a little bit, we'll talk a little bit about RBGs. Let's, yeah, like talk about her background. So um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, was a Jewish girl. Uh, She lost. From Brooklyn. 
Yes, she Shout lost out. a Not sister. She lost. She lost her sister when she was really young, and then actually, I think her mom passed away like on the first day of her senior year of high school, like something, or like the day before she graduated. Yeah, something. Yeah. It was like a monumental day, yes. um, which is super sad. But she ended up going on to college. She went to Harvard. But one thing I want to say that so. Ruth Bader Ginsburg got a, or Ruth Bader back then, got a job as like, a, I don't know, like 12 or 14, whenever it was legal to work, because it was expected that she would help contribute to her brother going to college financially. Yeah, because she wasn't. Yeah, because she was, it was go. never assumed that she would go to college, but it was definitely assumed her brother would. Right. Yeah, so. Um, anyways, she did go to college, yep. and she went on to Harvard Law School, and then ultimately she transferred to Columbia Law, which, for those of you not in the legal world, those are damn good law schools. Yep. Those are Ivy League law schools. Those are better than first year. Yeah. Um, and she ultimately graduated. She tied with somebody else for first in her class, which, again, Probably a man. anybody who went to <laughs> law school to be first in your class is super free. Like, it is the most competitive three years that you will ever yeah it, it, it's just intense so for her to kick ass is incredible um and so she i have not seen the movie the on the, the basis of sex yes which Neither i have i, I, I want to watch, watch it. it we Maybe should have a movie night. night oh my god hey, hey. oh my god <laughs> bring the popcorn so, anyways, God. there there is an epic like a, a scene in that, um, and she even has a documentary. I think I think it's just I RBG. have seen the yeah documentary yeah. RBG, and it's really good. You guys should watch it, and I think it is on like CNN and stuff right now. So yeah. go check it out. But um, at one point, she was at a dinner and was asked by the dean of Harvard Law why she felt she had the right to take a spot in that class at Harvard Law that year over a man, um, and there I were actually wanna... eight other women. And yeah. the fact that like. I mean, it's just so offensive, and it just, like, pisses me off but that at any point she was treated like that. I read an awful. article um, about this, and the dean of Harvard at the t- of Harvard Law School at the time was actually very progressive because, he, number one, he allowed nine women into the class, I, I guess, but he what he was trying to do was he, was tr- he wanted to know their answers so he could defend his decision to allow women into the class. Which, which is... Fair. I mean, it's still but the this... but the fact that she had to justify oh, yeah. why she was there is like disgusting. And I mean, usually law school classes, depending on where you go, range from anywhere to a hundred to three hundred people mm-hmm. per year. Um, and when even when I went to law school, it still wasn't fifty fifty. Like it wasn't divided fifty fifty yeah. men and women. Like we were. It was closer. Don't get me wrong. It was probably like a 40, 60 or 45, yeah. 55 split. But, I mean, it was like we're still working towards an equal yeah, ratio of men to women. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say this, and this is kind of like a little bit off topic, but I remember when I just I made the decision to close the boot rack. This was just right after Michael and I had got married. But, but mind you, this was a discussion that Michael and I were having for months, if not years. And I will never forget the rumor that started was Danny closed the boot rack because now she's married and she's pregnant and having a baby and she obviously cannot run a business. Oh my God. Yeah. Because when you have a baby, you can't run a business. Yeah. yeah. So after, after RBG graduated from law school, she could not find a job because, and she was, she said this before because she had three strikes. She was a woman, she was Jewish and she had a young child. Mm-hmm. So nobody would hire her. And just, um, 
to give a little bit more background. So obviously she's married. Her husband um, was a Marty Ginsburg. Yeah. He was a in. He's passed mm-hmm. since, um, obviously, that time. But he was a also a brilliant attorney. He was um, at a very big uh, tax law firm and was like a very good tax attorney. I think he had he was like a partner at a New York yeah. firm. But anyways, um, so he was clearly working as an attorney. She was trying to find a job as an attorney, and you're right. Like, she just was not getting hired, despite graduating first in her freaking law school class at Columbia Law. Um, Like, in my opinion, again, I know that a lot of people buy their way into colleges, you know, whatever, but, like, if you see Harvard Law, like, you just graduated from Harvard Law, like, you, and you passed your boards or whatever, I'm gonna hire you. Like, that seems, like, pretty prestigious, like... Well, and... She she wasn't somebody who bought her way in. Oh, she no, wasn't, she didn't. But you know, I'm just she, saying, like, if you see I think that there are, Well, I think there are a lot of people who go to Ivy League schools who, quite frankly, are no smarter than you or I, but they have the money that gets them yeah. in there. And unfortunately, like, that's still how our country rolls. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, but she was not that. Like, she worked for that. Yes. She earned that. Um, and so to have, you know, her name that's not, like, a well-known, you know, wealthy, old-school, like, old America money name come across your desk and it says first in the class, that, to me, I would be like, oh, you've got my attention. But mm-hmm. instead, because she had a vagina, she was, like, chopped yep. liver. Yep. So she ended up, um, you know, they, her and her husband moved around because her husband was in the military as well. So they had moved to Oklahoma for a little while, but then... She ended up getting a job teaching at Rutgers um, because, again, still could not get a job as an attorney anyplace. She um, she taught at both um, Rutgers and I think she taught at Columbia. Then she again. Rutgers was first, I believe, and then Columbia was yeah. after. But yeah. so that was the job at Rutgers that led her to the ACLU where she laid the foundation for her arguments moving forward. Eventually she was um, – she was – I don't know how judges work, but she, she became a judge and she was on the, um, what was it? The DC district court or, you know, it was the second highest court. So it must've been. So she would have been on the federal circuit. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then uh, obviously went on to become a Supreme court justice. Mm -hmm. Um, she, she was appointed under the Clinton administration. mm -hmm. Um, she was appointed in 1993 and she was, she's only, that she was the second female justice um, right after Sandra Day O'Connor. She was, like I said before, clearly um, known to be more liberal. Um, but, and, you know, this is something that we've heard a lot about in the news this week, too, but you've heard a lot uh, throughout Ruth Bader Ginsburg's life was her her really good and cherished friendship with Anton and Antonin Scalia. Which, who is known to be, like, an extreme conservative yes. on the Supreme Court. Like, on when you read Supreme Court opinions, if you're talking liberal conservative, you have RBG on one end, and then you had Scalia on the other. Like, they were polar opposites. And I just but they to... were best, like... Best friends. Uh, like they would go to opera, the, the yes. place together, operas together. But I wanted to throw that out there because I just... I truly do think it's important to know that just because people disagree politically does not mean that they cannot right. be friends. Right, Like, I, you know, we, we were just kind of talking about this before. Like, we see everybody flying their Trump flags. And, like, I, you know, Brandy disclosed her political beliefs. I am a registered Republican. Do I believe in the Republican Party? Like, honestly, it's really fucking hard. I, you know, I feel like I'm more independent. But, like, Brandy said, you have to pick a side. But, oh, I've been a Republican since I was 18. Like, I, I, I you know, what? that's... 
I've never changed sides. It's not to say that I won't change sides, but that that's what it's been. If I will never forget though, the first time um, I told my friend Trista, who I reference a lot in this podcast, and she was on the podcast, and she looked at me and she's like, "You're a Republican." definitely thought you were a democrat and i was like well, yeah i do think your views probably align yeah more. i have i mean i probably should be a democrat but i, I just um i guess i've never switched right, you know yeah. um but in the point i'm trying obviously like i said before is you can have political beliefs and still have a friendship with someone like it's not like oh for sure it's not like <laughs> you know i'm over be like I don't. I'm like I'm not like oh I can't talk to you because you think that way like yeah. I'm clearly the outlier I'm the minority <laughs> you know and I like you know I I'm an independent if I should be registered as an independent but you know yeah you gotta pick a side I mean I think if you if you want to play the game you kind of have to and yeah. I hate to say it that way but like that's just the reality but I fun fact I used to be Republican mm-hmm. um even up until like through law school I was Republican registered and then it was because of reading laws and case law yeah like RBG um wrote and uh just realizing that like my views were different than what I thought they were and it doesn't mean that like my morals are any different or anything like that it's just I think a little bit differently than what um yeah, definitely. You know, the, they tend to advocate for, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, fun fact for anybody who studied political science is, like, the party's beliefs, what we are now, the Democratic Party used to have beliefs more similar to the Republican Party, and the Republican Party used to mm-hmm. have beliefs more similar to the current Democratic Party. Political science was my major in college, you guys. Mine too. <laughs> um, I didn't graduate, though, so shout oh. out. Um, the, that's my I, degree. I will say, though, that... I've mentioned this on the podcast before, like, my formative years, I grew up in California, which is very, very liberal. So I do, I, you mean, like, I, I probably, again, align more with the Democrats than I do with the Republicans, but I will never forget having a conversation with someone that was in my class, and he told me that he was a Democrat, in my high school class, and he told me he was a Democrat, and I was like, they are Democrats in Nebraska? <laughs> It just, it just, like, honestly blew my mind. So You're like, there's one over here. You guys, I found one. Yeah, honestly, if you look at the, like, no, like the registration numbers, there's literally, like, under a thousand people registered Democrat in this whole county. It's, like, it's insane. Um, so, honestly, obviously, not honestly, obviously, guys, I'm two, I, two cocktails in. Yeah, I'm going to just, like, point okay. out one thing that RBG was really known for is um so when you have a supreme court opinion there's the majority opinion which is like yeah the the new law if you will um and then there's a dissent so if they vote clearly explain these dissents to me because i don't so um like for example the majority just like if you're voting the majority wins so um if the majority wants to side with your argument they're going to write the majority opinion saying that like this is what we believe this is our opinion which essentially becomes law that's Mm -hmm. case law that sets a precedent for future cases and then there may be one or two justices who are in the minority and that's what we call the dissent and so they will write about why they didn't agree with the majority or the so other justices. So do they justices. always do that? There's not always a dissent, okay. but if you get a dissent, it helps for other, you know, for other precedent because you can cite to the dissent 
of whatever justice okay. wrote that. Um, RBG, like, is known for her dissents because she writes very eloquent, passionate dissents. Okay. And she has earned the nickname the Notorious RBG, which is my favorite thing. I have a car air freshener that says Notorious, and it's RBG, and I'll, like, probably never take it out of any car I own now. All I want to know is what the uptick in RBG sales have been since she passed away. I don't, I mean, if you guys don't know, like, the Notorious RBG, there's, like, an Instagram account. This was all big. Like, she's Mm. kind of been an icon in and of her own self um, for years now. But she has earned that nickname. I have a coffee mug with her, like, flipping, flipping the, the bird. bird on two sides. And it just says Descent on the bottom. Shout out, shout out to Michael for giving me both of those things. Um, but she also uh, is known for her, like, really eloquent, uh, elegant uh, callers. Yes, if you look I on the roads. Those. Like, she's, she's like a real, you know, she yeah. was a real fashion forward little diva yeah and so um yeah she kind of like created a cult following and became very popular like there was always the notorious big mm-hmm. and so that's a plan notorious and RBG. i love that when she was asked about well you know do you think does she think her and biggie smalls have anything in common she'd be like well yes we're both from brooklyn yeah you know like she's like no i'm not surprised that people call me the notorious rbg because biggie smalls and i have a lot in common you know like yeah she was like yeah we're like homies we're we're both from brooklyn you know so i honestly and that was the thing that i loved about her um not, not only the fact that like women now are allowed to do things like you know we're allowed us. to have a Tell credit us card. What we can do. We're allowed to have a credit card without a man's signature. We're allowed to have a bank account without a male cosigner. We're allowed to own a business without a male cosigner. The thing we're allowed to have the rights to to be pregnant and have children and work. What? I know. We I can know that's do, wild. We can do that. I know that is wild. But honestly, these are all the things that over the last you know six decades, if not more, she fought for that she you know. She she literally changed, and I'm going to put this in legal terms, the constitutional protections for women under the Equal Protection Clause of our, the United States Constitution. Like, the highest law of the land, she changed the protections for women under that document. So, like, laws were scrutinized because of her, because mm-hmm. she changed constitutional law for us as women. And... I just want to, like, think about it this way. Brady and I both own our own businesses. Could you imagine having to have, like, our father's co-signer business because, like, we have vaginas? Like, no, like, t- I mean, would my dad, would I trust my dad 100%? Yeah. That's not a but question. But could you imagine But could I imagine being forced mm-hmm. to have to do that at this point in my life? No. No. It's, so it's, I think it's that's like, a, why, it's offensive. I think that's why, like, women especially get so passionate about, like, figures like RBG because... We obviously, in our lifetimes, we have not experienced the not being able to get our own credit card because I mean, we're women like, or whatever. Like, I think about it like I I own my car. I own my house. I own a business. I, like, obviously have bank accounts under my name and nobody else's. Like, mm-hmm. everything I have is mine. Yeah. I share it with nobody. I don't have a husband. My daddy's not signing anything for me. It's, it's just me. Yeah. So to think I would have none of that. Like, not one goddamn thing without her. 
blows my mind. I know. It's wild. It's wild. And and obviously she... And, and to think that our, like our grandmothers literally couldn't do that. I will never forget this. Okay. So my grandmothers, both of them always signed their checks. Mrs. You know, Mrs. Jim Ryan or Mrs. Did they really? Mrs. Kenneth Thilbert. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Always. Always. Mrs. Jim Ryan was my grandma's signature all the time. So when my mom got married to my dad and she changed her last name and then she cha- she signed her checks, Marilyn Thilbert. Well, for my generation, a lot of my cousins, my female cousins that are married, never changed their last name. Yeah, and, no. And I didn't want to change my last name either. And we've talked about this on the podcast a little bit, but, like, if Michael had, like, a last name, like, um, I don't know, like, Michael. Dingleberry. Yeah, Michael Dingleberry. <laughs> I wasn't changing my last name. But I, like, Danny O'Brien just, like, rolls off the tongue, you know? And it's, it, an, it's a nice Irish name. Thank you. That's all, all I've ever wanted in my life. Um, so, but like, I always thought that was funny, like the progression of wives' signatures. Like it used to be like Mrs. Jim Ryan, then it was Marilyn Thober, and now it's, you Sorry know, about it. Yeah. That's Brandy Porner. I'm for the week. So anyway, those are the no, things that RBG has given us. interesting. Though. I mean, it really is. I think I always found that interesting, like the progression, progression of women's signatures because of there were relations yeah. to men. But those are just like the small things. And obviously RBG was not alone in these pioneering. Like no no single woman could have ever done this by herself. There's obviously There's women a, she's and had men a whole team and I'm yeah. sure she would absolutely like if she were here today. And I think in her documentary she alludes to you know having help and like having people encourage her and like mm-hmm. being inspired by other people and building off of what others before her built. Yeah. Um yeah, she's just. I but mean, she, incredible. I mean, she is the reason. I mean, like, I not maybe not the reason, but the biggest reason we have what we have today as women. And I just think that it's such. We all need to take this time to really honor the memory. Um, now I think starting today or tomorrow. She well, okay, today's Wednesday, so either today or Thursday, she is going to be um, in. She's laying in rest right now yes. in front of the Supreme Court, and I think it's today and tomorrow if i understood correctly and i believe her um internment if you will yeah is friday but yeah. I, I could have days wrong i cannot wait until i am so fucking famous that like people just want to look at my dead body for like three days in like wow. the building <laughs> so you guys get ready for that well she she's a cute little lady so um one thing i did want to shout out and honestly this annoyed me for like the first two days but then i finally got it People kept talking about Marty Ginsburg in this, like, whole thing. And I was like, shut the hell up about Marty Ginsburg. Like, he did not just die. But no, now, this, this man was a feminist. Yeah, but now I, I finally got it. Like, you know, always people always say, like, behind every great man, there's, like, great woman, like, you know, like, really, like, controlling the puppet strings. But that goes vice versa, too. Between, behind every great woman, there is a partner. And it doesn't matter if it's a and, man or a and friend. And here's the or thing. A, I don't think it's behind it either. Because yeah. that... That uh, defeats the purpose of having a partner. And I think saying behind every or behind whatever, they were just like the epitome of a partnership. Yeah. What I think this is like everything I would look for and want and dream of in a marriage or like a, you know, relationship. They were... They were the Jay-Z and Beyonce. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I do want to say this. This is another thing that I read in an article was that when Marty and Ruth were both working and their children were young, Ruth kept getting phone calls from their kids' school. I love this. <laughs> because her, their son was, like, acting up. And she kept getting all these phone calls and phone calls and phone calls that says that you need to come into the principal's office. Finally, she told the principal, this child has two parents. Alternate phone calls. 
And after that, the phone calls almost completely stopped because the things that they were calling Ruth for, they did not feel like it was pertinent to interrupt a man at work so they would not call Marty. So so basically, like, the kid wasn't really being that bad. They were just calling Ruth because she had a vagina. And they yeah. were like, well, she'll deal with this. By the way, my grandma's name was Ruth. Just want to shout that out. Hey. Hi. So anyway. I have a great grandma, Ruth. Oh, hey. Ruth, what a great name. Ruth, great name. Um, One of the things um, that RBG has said about Marty is that um, she had a true partner in life. It was somebody who believed her work was just as important, just as important as his own. And I think that truly um, highlights exactly what they had. And ultimately her work was probably more important than his because she was a supreme on the highest court of the land, which is like baller status. And yeah. And you're right. Like that is, She, she was, she was the highest she was on the highest level of government that yeah. she could have been. And honestly, like, I just, I can't imagine what life would have been like without her in it. I think that her legacy will live on for generations and generations. She will be talked about as some, as, you know, as, as we talk about, like, Abraham Lincoln and Washington. Yes. Like, you know, oh, the, I hope so. These, these figures in our life, you know. Um, I did want to say that with, like, her and Marty's partnership, that is honestly what I feel that Michael and I have. Like I love that. And so that was, like, always my biggest thing. And we've talked about it in the past, like, um, podcasts about how we've dated some, like, real fucking winners. Yeah, girl. <laughs> There's not one person that I've dated before Michael that I thought would have truly been a, a true partner to me in my crazy dreams that I have. You know, like, I, I do truly... Like, I say it all in jest, like, I hope that I'm, like, dead laying in the courthouse, like, so people can come look at me for, like, two days. But... Just, just burn my ass. I'm good. <laughs> no, no. People need to come pay their respects. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to have a look on, yep. and they need to come see it. Yeah. So, um, but Ruth Bader Ginsburg, this is such a tragedy. It's, We're so it is sad. honestly devastating, and I'm so sad, but I think it's a good time to reflect on where where we have come from, where we're at, and where we can go. And to remember to, um, like, let's not go backwards in history. Let's move forward. Let's work together regardless of your political affiliation. We don't have to be so divided. We can work together and continue to make life in this world and this nation better. It it doesn't have to be so divisive all the time. And I think we're at a very toxic point in our nation's history, which is just tragic. And I don't, I think she's somebody who never intended for it to, she never advocated for that. I think she has always wanted, um, you know, peace and equality and hope that we keep working towards that and, you know, being reminded of work that people before us have done. And, you know, of all the things that she has fought for, and for women and for just humankind, mankind in general, um, please vote in November. Nobody cares who you vote for. Yeah, I, I honestly don't. I mean, I do care. <laughs> but also, yeah. I mean, I think the more important, we're at a point where it's more important to just go vote. There's absolutely no excuse. You have no right to complain. I don't want to hear you bitch, moan. If you don't vote, shut the fuck shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> because I don't want to hear it. If you could not take the effort to go vote, like you have no right to complain. Yeah. For the and that's fine. If years. you don't want to vote, you don't want to exercise, exercise your constitutional right. That's your right, choice. Then I don't want to hear anything out of your mouth for four years. But there's, there's so many people who um, aren't 
given that right, aren't given that privilege to do that. And um, so many people who are impacted by it that it's a shame if you don't go vote. So please, at a very minimum, go vote. Um, That will make me happy enough. And then Brandy will die a happy woman. I will die a happy, happy woman. All right, you guys. <laughs> that's it for RBG this week. I hope and, – and share with us, like, your RBG stories. Yeah. Like, what like, has she meant to you? Because I just – I honestly think I think that, she's like, she has, impacted so many people and, like – In different ways. Yes. And yeah. I, I love – I've been, like, really loving seeing um, the positive stories and just the moments where people have learned about her. And if, if you're not that familiar with the work she's done, honestly, again, I know I mentioned that her um, – documentary is on cnn and it really is a delight to watch i loved it um and the movie um on the basis of sex yes go check that out we're gonna check it out we'll have a movie night brandy and i will have a movie night when we both get back from our our trips yeah (laughs) <laughs> well, well, maybe we should just like live. T- we don't tweet, but live Instagram. Yeah, our, we will live. We'll, we'll, we'll live Insta- Instagram. Yeah. Our, all right, all right, you guys. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever the hell you guys listen to us at. And we appreciate you. We love you. Can't wait to see you next time. Love you. Miss you. Bye. Bye.